0: everyone to Creukin Community Church. Welcome to everyone here in church. Welcome to everyone watching live on Zoom and welcome to everyone that is catching up using the podcast and all the other Facebooks and Facebook Lives things. Just welcome on behalf of myself and Stephen. Stephen. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, it is really, really good to see you all today. And just to remind you, today is a very, very special day. Today, of course, is... (laughs) Father's Day, so we're going to pray for the fathers in just a moment, um, but before we do that, we're just gonna show you a little movie clip, especially for the dads out there.
2: If you're still struggling with life in the real world, you're going to love our latest home speaker device. Hey, Dad,
3: what kind of pliers should I use on this? Uh, you should be using a wrench. Oh, do I have a wrench? You have three.
2: Ah, thanks, Dad. Introducing the Dad Personal Assistant, our newest smart speaker with all the character and compassion of a father.
3: Adam it's a beautiful day dad it's Saturday yeah it's a great day to get outside it's 6 a.m. well then you better get moving before it gets any later
2: Designed with advanced features the dad PA connects to all your other smart home devices
3: dad please set the thermostat to 70 degrees no problem setting the thermostat to 68 degrees um no let's keep it at 70 degrees sure thing thanks dad we're gonna save so much money
2: He syncs with your calendar to help you stay on track.
3: Looks like you're overdue for an oil change. Oh, hey, you're right. Can you schedule one for Friday? I've already got it scheduled. Just don't miss it, okay? (laughs) Okay, I won't. (laughs) Seriously, don't miss it.
2: The dad PA is always watching out for you.
3: Lights on. Uh, Hey, it's getting late. I think it's about time for Brad to head home.
2: Dad! The Dad Personal Assistant includes a wealth of knowledge and opinions on a wide variety of subjects.
3: Dad, can you help me with my taxes?
4: Dad, do you know a good mechanic?
3: Hey, Dad, can you tell me a joke? Sure. The joke is one billion dollars. I don't get it. That's right. And you never will. Nice one. <laughs> oh, I'm hilarious.
2: Based on God's original design, the dad personal assistant is wise, caring, faithful, and devoted.
3: Don't worry. You've got this. You are the strongest person I know. You have made me so proud. You are God's child, and you don't need anyone else to complete you. Especially not Brad. <sighs> Really, Dad? I'm just saying, there's other fish in the sea. Okay, wow.
2: The Dad Personal Assistant. Always thoughtful, always dependable, and always there for you.
1: you guys, I hope you all enjoyed that. It is spot on. That's what we do best as dads. Now, in just a moment, we're going to have our first worship song. But what I would like you to do is I uh, was just talking with uh, Sean, my wife, just uh, at the beginning of the service. And we're saying Father's Day can sometimes be mm-hmm. a little bit awkward for some people. Um, it's always not. Yeah, some relationships with fathers never you know, go quite fluid. Yet some people can celebrate their relationships with their dads. And uh, for the guys that are out there that have had maybe difficult relationships um, with the fathers, you Mm. know, we still honor you and we pray for you and we we bless you. But we also want to honor the good dads that are out there. It's something that we believe very much that we shouldn't miss. So we would like, as we're uh, singing our first worship song, which is 10,000 Reasons, if you would like to tap on the comments on YouTube, on Facebook Live, and for the guys in the church, if you would like to, to shout out a name of a dad that you would like to honor, we will pray for them in just a little bit. So what are you thankful for this week? Tell us your God's name. Let's worship together.
5: Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his heart. Your holy name The sun comes up It's a new day dawn It's time to sing Your song again Whatever may pass And whatever lies before me Your holy name, and on that day when my strength is failing, the angels near, and my time has come, still my soul will sing your praise unending.
0: Welcome back, everyone. That was an amazing worship, God's holy name. So we've got some really good little comments here for about what we're thankful for, um, for our family. And uh, we're thankful that I asked everyone to pray last week for a dad-to-be, in fact, his name is Paul. And he'd had a terrible hit-and-run accident, leaving him quite sort of in and out of hospital. He's currently gone home, and his recovery is really surprised the doctors so we are really thankful that Paul's recovery through your prayers and is you know they're expecting their first child it's just these ribs everything they're just healing so much quicker than the doctors anticipated so thank you for those prayers we've had people say and believe it or not they're thankful for the rain for their gardens for they need that rain so they're thankful for the rain please not too much though okay that'll be nice we're thankful for our Father in heaven, our dad in heaven, especially for those people who don't have their dads with us here on earth. It is important that our relationship with our dad in heaven is just such a crucial one for us to have to celebrate that love that he has for us. We are celebrating um, good times with our dads. We pray that those of you that are with your dads this, this day or this week, that you will have a good time with them. We're thankful for George, who got up early, I've been told today, and made bread for the family. I'm quite jealous. I want a dad that does that early in the morning. Okay. We're thankful for stepdads. And We've just had news that someone here in church, their nephew has been officially accepted to adopt his stepdaughter. And you know, stepdads are really crucial. Remember, Jesus himself had a stepfather and those stepparents are absolutely amazing in many children's lives, okay? We're just really thankful for all those things. So thank you, God. Amen.
1: Amen. Bless you. It is so many things to be thankful for. Uh, we're gonna have our first chat with Nana at this point. Um, actually, it's the only chat with Nana today. It's a little bit longer. And when we're talking about fathers and sons, we have a very important son who's given his interview. Let's see the chat with Nana.
6: So good morning everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chat with Nana. Today I have got the lovely Pablo, I call him Pablo Senior, I'm not even sure if I'm right on that one. (laughs) Um, But I've got the lovely Pablo with us today. I'll let him introduce himself. He probably might correct me on his name as well. So uh, over to you, Pablo.
4: Why Pablo Sr.?
6: Because I don't know why I think your brother is also Pablo. I'm sure Deborah said that to me. So that's
4: why I got that. His name is David.
6: Yeah, but she said he's also Pablo. I'm sure she said that. I'm, make, I'm making
4: it up. I'm making a conversation up myself. <laughs> yeah, no. So, my name is Pablo. I am um, Damaris and David's brother, and also um, I'm the son of George and, um, and Damaris from the church. So, my mom and my sister are the ones that have the same name. Oh. My brother <laughs> and myself, not. So, we, we're, we're not Pablo Senior, Pablo Jr., we're just Pablo and David.
6: Okay. Um, so I know you've obviously been studying through the pandemic and working as mm-hmm. well. How have you? How would you say it's been? How have you cope, especially during this time, the last few months, years?
4: Um Well, for me, it's been it's been very very similar. There's been changes, uh, but I've had to continue with with the same with my studies and and the routine of studying. At the same time, I. I try to work. So uh, I'm currently doing a medical degree and I just finished my second year and the pandemic started halfway through the first. So it went from normal years to then um, pandemic studying from home. Uh, And then this last year has been studying from home as well. Uh, But we also had some face-to-face lessons, um, like clinical skills and things like that. Um, And in terms of working, I've been working in the hospital. Yeah. Um last Easter uh, when the when the pandemic started that Easter was when I was started working in in the Royal Devon and Exeter hospital here. Um and it was different. Uh the first patient I saw after started working was a covid positive patient. Uh but but it was fine. Um I felt I felt supported the whole the whole, the whole way through I didn't feel like it was um up it was a big issue but i didn't feel like i needed to to do anything extra rather than take the precautions that we were advised so um i was happy with that and had some of that stuff we were um, i was already used to doing like the hand washing um and wearing masks because um uh, in london when i was working there every now and then i had to wear masks as well so yeah. i was i was used to some of them um yeah. maybe not to wearing them the whole day That was a little uh, (laughs) annoying and a bit painful on my ears. But other than that, it it was okay, actually.
6: Yeah. And I have to say, I'm pretty sure on behalf of everybody, we are very grateful for those of you who've stuck up and been at the forefront of it, because um, I don't know where we would have been, basically. So thank you, guys. But how would you say you feel, being obviously... um, Do you... What I want to say is, do you usually feel like God's presence when you've got like a patient? Like you said, your first patient you had when you started working was a clinic patient. Do you usually feel God's presence in that? How do you feel when you meet these people?
4: Um, yes and no. Some, sometimes is, is one of those things that, uh, in terms of feeling God's presence, I'm I not, norm, not normally in, in the sense of like constantly feeling it there, but at the same time, it's one of those things that I try and make an effort to almost invite God to come with me yeah. uh, when I go to work, when I go to my studies, to things like that. Um, and and I do pray and 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 ask for His protection and ask for um, that He guide guide the treatments that I give to my patients to to help me with with everything that I do. So it's it's one of those things that I'm not sure is. For me, it's one of those things that sometimes I feel like it's, I, it might just be that because of, of the journey that I've had uh, up to this point, sometimes I feel that God's there, and I, I just know that he's there, even when I don't feel it, so it just um, um, I'm not sure. It's like almost those, those things that I, I almost take it for granted that he's there, and I just need to remind myself like don't don't let that happen, but yes, he's there but. Uh, i need, uh, i'm i'm um uh, i feel like I'm aware of it and I feel like i can i can always trust in him and, and, and yeah. yeah
6: and as you said, obviously you've gone through a journey, and I know obviously um your dad being a minister and everything what would you say your faith has been like um obviously growing up as a minister's child um developing in the faith and also
4: Throughout the pandemic, how would you say your faith has been like? So uh, so my parents were both missionaries before, before they met. And then they, when, when they met and started a family, all myself and my siblings were all born in the mission field. Yeah. So we grew up um, as missionary kids. Um, but we never had the, that sort of um, idea of, oh, you're just a child of a missionary. Uh, it was more of the missionary family, so we were very involved in in lots of things. I remember uh, going doing evangelism uh, and like campaigns and things like that um, when I was very little. Yeah. Um, and then when we uh, when we moved to Romania, uh, doing helping out with um, summer camps for for children and doing things like that. And that was still as myself as a child or having. Uh, teams that were coming from Abora and translating for them uh, when they were talking to to people so so we've been quite involved in in that sense so and there's been always uh, a little bit of change happening and so a lot of a lot of times it has been sort of unexpected changes taking place so when the pandemic hit, it was like well, there's another change that just happened, and just we just roll with it rather than yeah um, and find find ways in, in which we can help with. Uh, with things and for me it was trying to see how i can help um with the skills that i have so as a physiotherapist and uh and then trying trying to see if i can work with that and and within the hospitals things like that with other people it's been other things with um like helping in different areas so for me it was just um yeah just carry carrying on yeah
6: um
4: uh, there was a change. It's just a change of circumstances, but it doesn't mean that we need to stop, sort of thing. So
6: yeah, <laughs> definitely. And um, as you said, you are used to change, so there must be something that gets you going. Is there a scripture? Is there a song? Or is there anything that probably a book that you've read that really gets you going?
4: Um. Yeah, I'm sure there are a few scriptures. I can't recall any at the moment. <laughs> uh, but one thing that I always, that we always remember, it's almost like uh, this is. There's a song in Spanish. That it's like um, we we always sort of, it always sort of comes to mind whenever we're going through a difficult time, and and so sometimes it's been very often in our minds. Other times, not so much. It's uh, it depends. It's, it's always there, and it goes um, along the lines of it's in Spanish so i i've tried to look if there was um an english version and was <laughs> office. but it goes along the lines of god didn't bring us here just so that just for us to have to turn back around he he brought us here to conquer the land that he's going to give us mm-hmm. um so so that song um, it's always is it's almost been like like i said like a family anthem in, at at some points so of just like a keep going just things Things will get better, God will help you. Um, and and is and trusting in that anything that that's going to happen, um, if God brought you to it, He'll bring you through it, yeah. sort of idea. Yeah, I think as I say uh, for everyone's. Uh, I say, it's talking to to Israel with regards to to how it is. So, um, it goes like, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you, I have summoned you. By name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you a place, For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt um, for your ransom, Cush and Siva for your stead. Since you are precious and honor are in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. And I will say to the north, give them up. And I will say to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from, uh, from afar and your daughters and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed and made. That whole, um, that whole part of what it says is, um, I like that is at the beginning where it says says like, even though you're going to be passing through this, I'm going to be with you. So it's like, especially with pandemics or difficult circumstances and, and it could be whatever, it could be the loss of a loved one. It could be um, going through an accident, just going through any hard time. Um, I, I always remember that. So it's like, actually, he saved me from worse. So um, there's always more things that we can do.
6: Yeah, thank you so much. And it's interesting that you say that because I think in the last few weeks, that a couple of the um, interviews we've had, people have talked about the journey and it's been the constant message of God is with us. So I know sometimes it's really hard because, especially in the pandemic, there's been a lot of fear about. But one of the things that I think we all need to remember, especially as Christians, is that. Through it all, God is always going to be with us. He's always going to walk yeah. with us. He's always going to be there with us, um, regardless of what is happening. Um, sometimes it might not be good, and sometimes it might be good. But in the good and in the bad times, he's always going to be there with us. Is there anything you is there anything you've got in your heart you want to share with us, Pablo, before we go?
4: No, <laughs> not particularly. <laughs>
6: Um, thank you, thank so,
0: you much so much for spending this time with us. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, so much. So much. You know, thank you, Pablo. That's amazing. Um, I'm going to ask for people now in a second when we have our next song for some prayer requests. What would you like prayer for from this week? For me, having listened to that little um, sort of interview today, I got our doctors and nurses, certainly the trainees those young people and those people that maybe have taken a change of direction in their career during the pandemic, they need our prayers. Those doctors and nurses in the hospitals that are training up, that are doing something and giving to society in a way that perhaps many of us can't even imagine. I got this idea of God's presence. Do you need God's presence in your life? Is that prayer for you? Do you need to know what God is like, who God is, to know that that presence of God and that Pablo just described that he has this absolute confidence that God is with him, that faith, that trust um, that God is with with him. Um, Wisdom was something that came out of all that for me as well. Do you need wisdom in a situation for your life this week? Is that something we need to help you with, to pray with? And the family of key workers... Um, he mentioned being a missionary child and being part of the family we have got family of key workers and when I say key workers I mean children of teachers children of um, uh, workers working in the care home children of nurses and doctors we demand a lot of some of these people these professionals and forgetting that they too have demanding family lives as well so so for families and their parents when they're dealing with difficult situations that you uh, people have an understanding that they too are humans and have family around them and they too need support as well so while we listen to the next song 10th out, a oh um a good good father sorry a good good father bring us your prayer request let us pray for you we would be so honored to pray for you thank you good good father
5: stories of what they
1: two prayer requests, I'm just going to read out to you and then we shall pray in a moment. Now you will remember during the interview between Nana and Pablo, uh, Nana asked the question, do you feel God at work? It is something um, I think we we can all relate to. Do we feel God is there? Sometimes we feel He is there, sometimes we feel he's close by, sometimes we feel he's, he's in the room, sometimes at a distance. But uh, I just want to remind us, um, one, someone is just saying church for me today is in Ward 7B at Yeovil Hospital. And actually, we want to pray for Crookern Hospital, Yeovil Hospital and Musgrove Hospital. Actually, all the, the local hospitals um, that are in the area, we want to pray. And wherever you are from, wherever you're watching from today, you will also have your local hospitals. Please do spend a moment and bring all the staff Um, They're so, so busy at the moment and um, we really want to honour them and we really want to pray for them. So we're going to pray for all the local hospitals. Please pray for your local hospital. Also for those who are going for appointments, we have had a few people in the past week who have been there and uh, it's been good that the hospital has been able to see them. We also want to pray that family at some point quickly, uh, family from Europe will be able to come and visit. some uh, families within the church, and you may be one of them, have not been able to see their their children for a long, long time. So we want to pray that um, through the pandemic we we are able to go green, that the green list is able to be extended and family can come from Europe. And also we want to pray for someone who's put their back out this morning. You may be someone who's feeling a bit of pain and we want to pray for healing over your life right now. So wherever you are, if you've got a sore back, sore head, whatever, just pop your hand on that area. I'm just going to pray for you in just a moment. But let me just pray for all these things together. Let me pray first for all the hospitals locally in the area and for all the staff and you can pray for the hospitals wherever you live. Father, we are so thankful for the National Health Service in this country and we're so thankful for the local hospitals that surround us, for all the staff that puts energy and compassion and just so much work and caring for us. And we want to honour all those people. So, Lord, we bring them before you, and we say thank you for all NHS staff. And also we extend that to all the guys in the care homes uh, who quite often are also unsung heroes in all that they do. So, Lord, we just bring them before you at this time. Would you just bless them, I pray. We pray for the guys who've got appointments coming up this week or in the next couple of weeks, we pray that the appointments happen, that there are no sudden changes. And Lord, that you would be with them as they go. Um, we pray also for family that need to to come over from Europe or perhaps from other parts of the world, family that we have not seen for a long time. Father, we pray that you can make a way and that we are able to find the joy of the embrace of just welcoming family and children back home at the appropriate time. And Father, we pray right now just for those who also are feeling in pain at this moment, so we're praying for someone with a bad back, but Lord, whoever um, Also, as watching this right now, whether it's a back injury, knee, leg, Lord, all those things are, gosh, it seems to be we have so many joints that can go out of place. But Lord, we know that you can see all things. We know that you know all things. So Lord, we pray for those who are feeling uh, um, all the, the injuries with bones and with tendons and with muscles at this time. I pray that those issues can be resolved. I pray that your Holy Spirit is just with them and just touches them and they can receive healing. And Father, I just pray again for those who are suffering from cancer right now for the care that they receive in the hospitals, which is amazing. But Lord, for the people who are watching right now that know that they're going through a moment where they need your comfort and they need your healing touch, something extra that you can bring that no one else can. Father, I just pray that you bless them and your Holy Spirit is with them right now. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Chan. Yes, right, last week, right, our
0: lovely Jude was not able to be with us, but yes. she's on my right hand side
7: here today so over to jude okay good morning good morning everyone it's really lovely to be back with you and yeah i was very sorry not to make it last week but um how wonderful was that service, it was just full of the joy of prayer. I, all I could do at home was just kind of listen to things, I couldn't read anything, I couldn't, so I just sort of lay there and I listened to church and uh, that lovely interview with Lana and the kids and that joy of prayer and then Sean's wonderful talk on prayer was just so good and um, this week uh, obviously we, we have, we have a, you know, a kind of like a, a prayer topic ready made for us in the shape of fathers today but It was more the fact that today is our Father's Day, our Father in Heaven's Day. Every day is his day, but this day in particular, just to kind of like be in the presence of our Father. And I asked God, you know, just randomly as, you know, part of praying and just talking to him and hanging out with him uh, earlier this week, you know, what, what did he think about us all? What were his thoughts on us all? And there were two words that came back to me, which were delight and tenderness. So I just, want to, I just want to pray this morning just that we all have that fresh revelation of the love of our Father God and his delight over us and his incredible tenderness towards us. So I just wanted everyone right now just to, you know, even if you're at home watching the screen, sat in front of me here in the building, just to shut your eyes and make everything else less and him more just to focus in on God with your whole heart and say, yes, that's what I want. I want that revelation of your Father's love this morning, Father God. And it is the answer. We've We've just sang it. It's the answer only he can provide. His love is what transforms everything within us. And Father God, we just want to make our prayers this morning. We just ask now that you would come, that you would come in your great power, through your Holy Spirit, you are able to be in every room, in every place, even in the hospital wards, and your presence can fall on us now. Your presence can surround us now. Father God, we just seek you first. We just want to spend time with our Father today to take this moment, to be in your presence, to know that as a Father in heaven, you delight over every single one of us, right where we are, with no changes, not being better or perfect. You delight in us, Father God. We just declare that over our hearts today, that you delight in us as a Father. We also declare that you are so tender towards us, that you're so gentle, that you're so loving, and that your loving power is too much for our hearts and our minds to grasp. But Lord, let us feel it this morning as a fresh revelation. Let us feel that presence of you with us today to know that our God loves us, that we are his children, that you delight in us. And Father God, running alongside that, I've had the, the words from Malachi 4 verse 6 about the restoration of the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers and God we acknowledge before you this morning that there are those of us that have the loss of fathers as we've mentioned before there are fathers who who might be listening right now who feel that they've failed there are parents who also feel that they have to be both mother and father to their children and we know that there are broken relationships in families And we know that some of us carry emotional wounds caused by fathers, but we declare now that you are the healing, that your love is the healing of all of that hurt, that your love is the restoration of all of that brokenness, Father God, and that you restore our hearts to turn not just to our earthly fathers, but also to you, Father God. We just declare before you this morning, as as Pablo mentioned, that you've summoned us by name in those lovely words of Isaiah, you have called us and you say that we are yours. And we just recommit ourselves to you this morning as your children, as your sons, because sons inherit everything from their fathers. And we just want to thank you that you gave the greatest gift of all to every single one of us. And we can acknowledge that today on our Father's Day and every day of our lives that you gave us the greatest gift in Jesus. As the people who gathered in Acts to hear the the sound of the Holy Spirit coming upon the apostles, these simple men who'd recognized and realized that what the, the death of Jesus actually signified, they said before them, brothers, what can we do? To be saved they were cut to the heart when they realized how much the father had loved them that he had sent his only son we know those words we know those words off by heart we know that he sent his son to save us and we want to thank you father god for that greatest gift of love that you brought to us in the form of jesus we want to thank you that because of that love that you have for us as our father we can be saved that we can have redemption in our life, that we can have restoration in our lives, that we can see father-son relationships, father-daughter relationships healed of all hurt and brought to a place of, of incredible restoration. Father God, we want to say over people that feel that they failed as fathers this morning, that in Jesus' name, that you are able to redeem and restore everything into a proper alignment. And Father God, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you that you are able to do that. We want to thank you that you are able to be the dad in heaven to those of us that have no father on earth we want to thank you that you do that in such a loving way, in such a gentle way. And it is just like what we watched at the beginning. Uh, you know, sort of it was, it was a fun thing, you know, to imagine sort of God being like Siri or Google. But you are like that. You are like that. You are the one that we can connect with in, in a casual way, in, a, in, a, in an honouring way, in a worshipful way, in, a, in, a, in an attitude of asking. Because you are a father. We can just call out to you, Dad, you know, can you help me with this? As simple as that. So, Lord, we just declare this morning that, you know, just restore that sense of you as our Father in our lives, as you as that Father who has such delight and tenderness over us. Let us feel your presence so powerfully with us, Father God, today and on every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Back to you, Sean.
0: Yeah, thank you, Jude. That's amazing. Really absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, our Father in heaven is the most precious thing in my life for sure. But I'm going to introduce my second most precious thing, my husband, and the Upside-Down Kingdom.
1: Well, here we are, the morning after the night before. The clash of the mighty titans has happened. The bragging rights of neighbors still as yet remains unsettled. The mighty English lion Well, it was having a quiet day, more like a pussycat, while all the noise that we heard was coming from the impressive Scottish Tartan army. Football, it's everywhere. It's on the TV, it's on the media. We're watching players, we're seeing stadiums, we're seeing crowds all over Europe, all over the world. But as you and I watch from this side of the screen, sometimes I look and I see a bunch of enthusiastic fans yelling, painted painted faces, screaming, swearing sometimes at all the football players in front of them. Me? Well, I'm just somewhat of a casual fan. Do you know what? I've seen a few games over the years. Teams that I've watched? Well, I remember the first game I ever went to. It was the mighty Northern Ireland versus Bulgaria. And I also had a local team I would support, Ards Football Club. We were the strongest team in the league. I knew that because we were always at the bottom, holding everyone else up. But how would I define my relationship with them, with football? It's casual, it's simply casual. I'm a fan, I'm an admirer, and not actually an enthusiastic one at that. But I wonder, if I had to define my relationship with God, my relationship with Jesus, if we had to define our relationship with God, what would I say? What would we say it looks like? I mean, where is it going? Is it casual, or is it committed? What would it be like to ask Jesus that very same question? Or if he asked me that question? Hi Steve, how do you think our relationship is going? Would I be excited or would I feel somewhat uncomfortable? How do I feel about Jesus? See, I love Jesus in my own way. Thanks for asking, by the way. But I do it on my terms. You know, as I've been watching the football on different matches on the television, it certainly has got me thinking, what would I be like if I was as passionate as some of the fans that I can see on the other side of the screen? But would you be surprised to hear that Jesus wasn't really over the moon with enthusiastic admirers? Jesus didn't really want fans, he wanted followers. So here's a question, are you a fan or a follower? You see, as fans, we have all the right words in all the right places. We own the shirt, we know the songs, we can shout a lot, we can complain a lot. Fans can tell you about the games that they went to. Fans can grip the badge, fans can beat our chests. And fans can also have an unhealthy relationship with the referee. And even fans of Jesus, we might might own a Bible, we may know the occasional song, we may say the occasional prayer and turn up at the occasional service. But for me, am I a follower or am I a fan? Have I made a decision to believe in Jesus or am I actually committed to following Jesus? You see, I believe. Of course we do. We all know John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. But we tend to leave it there. Jesus, however, he does not want fans. In fact, in Luke chapter 9, Jesus gives us a very clear definition of what he thinks. Jesus says these words, Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up on your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up on your life for my sake, you will save it. Do you know, as fans, we admire. But followers have a devotion, a sacrifice. As fans, we have areas of our lives which are off life, offline to the things that we support. But followers have passion written all over them, all inside them. As fans, we will say, anywhere but, anywhere but there, Jesus, you can be in my house, but not in this room. Whereas followers, it's about everything. As fans, it's on our terms the strange thing is Jesus talks about all kinds of things, about money, about politics, about stress, about relationships. Why? So he can show us that he wants to be involved in every area of our lives, all inclusive. You see, the upside-down kingdom exists, the kingdom of God exists, because a life with Jesus isn't about one or two changes, it's about turning it on its head. A complete overhaul, a complete remodel, if you like. Jesus doesn't want to settle for a few minutes of my day or the occasional day during the week. He wants all of it. The Jesus way, he wants me to love him in the same way that he loves me, which is completely. I give myself up and I follow him. And this is the big thing when I do that. I almost die to myself. That's what the Bible says. But in doing so, this is how I find life. To be a follower is not to give up some things, that's a fan. A follower sets aside everything, to wear the badge every day, the cross every day, everywhere and not to be embarrassed and not to be ashamed. So Jesus questioned to us, are you a fan or are you a follower? Jesus wants us to be a follower, he wants you to be a follower. In the upside-down kingdom, there are things that I will lose in order to have things that I will gain. So what does becoming a follower mean to you? What does it look like for you? What steps do you need to make to move from being a fan of Jesus Christ to being a follower of Jesus Christ? I'll leave that with you. God bless.
0: Thank you, Stephen, The Upside-Down Kingdom. We're going to have our next song in a a minute or two. And while that song is going on, I want you to really think about what Stephen has talked about in The Upside-Down Kingdom. What has God revealed to you? What has God said to you about being a fan or a follower? If you want to become a follower, perhaps you need us to help you pray and, and walk through that sort of decision in your life, changing from a fan to a follower. Please, any comments or any words or anything that you would like to add to the upside down kingdom or any prayer request you got, we would really love to hear from you as we have our next song, which is "I'm Look Run to the Father." Okay, so run to the Father.
5: I've carried a burden. Created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation.
0: What does a follower mean to you? How can you know the different requests we've had? So, for me, I have had you know, putting God first that's what it means to me. I hears our goal, our focus points, and our directions for all we do. It is God who defines me, defines us. Um, being a follower means my mind, every thought, every action, and asking Jesus what. I should do, or what? Well, you know, to guide us. Stephen, what yeah, did you God's, have? Uh, one that
1: just says, being a follower means listening, obeying, and trusting that whatever God plans, He is actually planning the very best for our lives. Gosh. okay, guys. We want to pray for you. I want, to, I want to pray that you become a follower mm-hmm. more than you are a fan. I want to pray that I become more of a follower mm-hmm. as opposed to being more of a fan. So. As we go through the next few weeks and the television is just pushing football in every channel that you can imagine, well, every time you turn on a football match, whether it's the Euros or whether it's the Copa America, I just bring back to your memory, am I a fan or am I a follower? So, Father, I pray for everyone today. I pray for everyone watching right now. I pray that we can become more followers and I pray that we can commit ourselves more and more to following the plan that you have for our lives. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. I've got one final thing I want to do guys before we um, close for today we got uh, Ken and Lynn who have been faithfully uh, members of the Crewe Church over the past few years and they're actually moving next week they're moving back east in the country to be closer to family we want to pray for them as they move uh, during the week that everything goes well and that they find and they can settle in really really quickly in their new home Ken and Lynn we love you to bits it's been an absolute joy to have you with us here in Crewe over the years and um, we shall miss you Ken, we shall miss your whiskey and your Guinness and your chocolate and more whiskey and more Guinness and more chocolate. Lynn, we shall miss all the great things that you have done for us here in the church, but especially for Be A Good Neighbour. You have Mm. walked, if the proclaimers were here saying I would walk 10,000 miles, that the song would be about you. But we pray God's blessing with you both wherever you go. In Jesus' name. Bless you guys. I pray that you all have a fantastic week and we look forward to seeing you again next Sunday. God bless you.